Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Founder Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Wu. If you'd like to learn a bit more about who I am and why I'm doing this podcast, feel free to listen to the following interview with my friend Ingrid. Hi, Jennifer. So can you tell me what motivated you to start your own podcast? Well, Ingrid, first of all, thank you for being such a good friend to interview me today. Well, I think a um, couple things. In my previous job, I was for five years, I was the CFO and director of strategy of a software startup. And near the end, I was very close to a burnout. And I decided to leave my operating role and become an advisor to the startup. And in the subsequent year, I set up my own advisory firm. And because I still really enjoy working with entrepreneurs, I feel like that I have a lot of value to bring to startups and to startup founders because of my own experience and my own entrepreneurial journey. When I was a struggling entrepreneur, what I found to be really inspiring was being able to reach out to other more experienced entrepreneurs and listen to their own journey, whether it's professional or personal, not about how they succeeded, but really about the adversities that they faced, how they reacted and eventually overcome those challenges. I think those stories about their human journey as an entrepreneur, they really inspired me to then move forward and overcome those challenges myself. In launching this podcast, I feel like I could reach a wider audience beyond my own network, beyond my own clients that I'm currently advising, and to really get the message out there and so that people can benefit from the knowledge and the wisdom of the people that I'll be interviewing with the founder spirit. So that's really the idea of launching the podcast. So you mentioned getting your message out there. What do you think your message is ultimately then? Or is the message going to come from the people that you're interviewing? Well, I think definitely part of the message will come from the people that I'll be interviewing with. In terms of my message, I think it's mostly based on my own experience. So uh, I've, I've learned some lessons over the years, so I'm happy to share those lessons with everyone. Um, I think one of the first things that I learned is that it's never a straight line to success. And things often take a lot longer than you'd expect. Um, I think we are living in a society today where we're very much used to having instant gratification and understanding that there's going to be lots and lots of ups and downs when you're working at a startup. And also in order to get to where you need to go, it takes really hard work. The second lesson that I've learned over the years is don't be afraid to take a leap. Don't be afraid to make a mistake and don't be afraid to fail because your mistakes and your failures are often your best teacher. I think Robert Louis Stevenson had this beautiful quote where he said, our business in this world is not to succeed, but to continue to fail in good spirits. And anybody who's at a startup knows that startups are always failing. In fact, 95% of the startups fail. The last lesson that I would like to share with you 
is that with a little bit of self-awareness, we can all learn to have a growth mindset. Um, for me personally, I grew up in a very traditional Chinese household. Uh, I think I had a very much fixed mindset to start with. But after working years in startups, I've learned to develop a growth mindset that things are not fixed. They can change. Challenges can be big, but they're not insurmountable. How do you think that facing an almost burnout, I think as you put it, influence that mindset do you think that actually contributed to developing a growth mindset um absolutely i think my burnout wasn't as bad as some other people might have experienced but in general you you go through a dark period in your life but i think churchill said he had a he had a great quote it's darkest before dawn so i think as part of that personal journey you have to go through the dark periods to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Can you tell me a little bit about what kind of people you're going to interview? Well, so it's interesting because a friend of mine asked me a few days ago, because the name suggests people assume that I'm going to only be interviewing founders. But in fact, it's the people with the founder spirit. And I think the founder spirit means different things to different people. In that sense, it's also a bit subjective. I'm going to interview from a wide range of backgrounds. So we're talking about social entrepreneurs, we're talking about tech founders, business executives, elite athletes, artists or philanthropists, but people really with the founder spirit. From my perspective, that means that they are able to overcome in the face of adversity and they have a growth mindset that they could do it. They have the confidence and the perseverance. So those are the people that I would be talking to. And they're not necessarily known people, obviously, but I think there's a lot of things that we can learn from just from ordinary people. And they're not necessarily famous. They're not necessarily in the media. Yeah, right? I totally agree. Can you tell me what you hope people will take away from the show? Well, I think, as I mentioned before, I do hope that people will be able to overcome their own fears. Uh, they'll be able to develop a growth mindset. But aside from that, I also hope that there are people who are currently struggling, trying to reframe their lives, whether you're a 20-year-old trying to start your career or you might be in your mid-40s and you're looking to make some changes. So I think one of the major takeaways, at least for me, for my listeners, is that I would like to see them to make a big step in their life, to change something if it's something that they would like to change. And that might be a, a little bit scary for them to jump off the cliff because they don't know where they're going to land. But eventually they're going to grow some wings and fly above. Hmm. So that's what I hope that they will take away. Have you yourself been inspired by podcasts in this way then? Yes, I'm an avid podcast listener. I think a lot of people that I know these days are. Um, I've been inspired by a lot of people on the podcast. Absolutely. I, I think um, everybody has a unique story to share, or almost everybody. Mostly people have unique sh uh, stories to share. It's just whether or not they're open to share their story. How do you think getting this kind of inspiration from a, a podcast is different from like reading a book. Why did you choose a podcast as a medium for your audience? 
I think a major difference between a podcast and reading a book is that podcasts are two-way dialogues. It is a much more engaging interaction. You can probe more, ask follow-up questions, and go deeper into the conversation with the guest. Many things that you can't do with reading a book where it's just going one way, there's no interaction. You're asked to read the book and absorb the content of the book. I do love reading the book as well because I think the brain processes information differently. Yeah. I always think of um, a podcast because it's got the warmth of the human voice. It's much more of a companion in a way than a book. And so you f- somehow you feel like the wisdom that you're acquiring is, is more immediate. Like it re- for me, it resonates much more directly. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting point. I never yeah. thought of that, but you're absolutely right. Can you tell me, is there like one question that you're going to ask all of your interviewees? I would like to ask them what the founder spirit means to them. Hmm. Now I've discovered it means different things to different people, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it means overcoming your fears and developing... A more positive mindset and for somebody means having the reality distortion field and doing crazy stuff that only founders could dream of right i think that's one question that um that i will ask everybody um another i think unique aspects of this show is i'm going to end each podcast with a quote that I pick for that person. Do you have specific quotes for yourself that you kind of bring to mind always that inspire you? Um, yeah, I have actually a couple of them. Um, so the quote that I discovered more recently is by Ralph Waldo Emerson, where he says, the only person you're destined to become is the person you decide to be. Very nice. I like it. And can you tell me like, What's the most interesting question that you yourself have been asked recently? Even if it's asking yourself, actually. Sure. Um, actually, over the summer, I was at an event and this guy asked me, instead of saying, what do you do? He said, what are you passionate about? <sighs> Which I wasn't really prepared to answer because I think for a lot of people, what you're passionate about and what you're doing as your job are just two very different things. And when he asked me that for a second, I had to stop and think Mm -hmm. because I'm not really telling him what I do in my daily job, but I'm actually telling him what I want to do in my daily job. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. In a way, that's sort of also the essence of your podcast is that in a professional world, People spend a lot of time asking each other, what do you do? But there are a lot of questions that kind of bring you deeper about, you know, the things that you're passionate about, who you are in all senses of the word, not just professionally, but personally, that influence your life. And that's sort of what, what you're getting at. Yeah, absolutely. In the podcast. Yes. What is your own experience with entrepreneurship? You know, it's really interesting. I was told in my mid-20s, from someone that I really respect, that I'm a very, very entrepreneur person. I think it started with my first job out of college. I worked for a consulting firm based in New York, and it has spun out from two major global consulting firms. And when I started the company, we were less than 200 people. And two years later, after I left, we were 800 people globally. So I went through a very, very exciting phase for that company. And in that sense, 
everybody who I was working with at the company, they were very, very entrepreneurial because the first 100, 200 people that you attract are really, really important and they're going to set the culture of the company. I think that basically started my entrepreneurial journey and I was never quite satisfied when I went back to a big corporate environment because I felt like I was a number, which sometimes you are. I'm someone who get bored very easily. So if I do the same thing for a certain period of time, then I get really bored. And when I get bored, I lose that motivation and I lose the curiosity. So I'm constantly someone who needs new stimulation, just things to learn. To thrive. Yeah, yeah, to thrive, absolutely. Um, So, and I think, For the last 20 years, I've not worked for a company that had more than, I would say, 25 employees because that just wasn't attractive to me. I Mm. like to work at Entrepreneur Ventures where I'm being challenged with multiple areas of responsibility. Mm. It's a real hands-on experience. Yeah, exactly. And also that you know what you're doing has a real impact on the company versus my own corporate experience tells me that things that I do has less of an impact because things tend to be more political mm-hmm. than in an entrepreneurial setting. Mm-hmm. That's my own experience. You're American, but you're originally from China mm-hmm. and you now live in Switzerland. How has this sort of immigrant experience influenced you as a person and also the way that you work? I think it's made me more adaptable to different environments because even when we first arrived in the in the US, I actually moved around a lot. I've worked in different continents in the US, in Asia, as well as in Europe. Um, so I would say that it's made me more of an adaptable person. I think in a way it's also made me more empathetic because I've lived in different cultures, so it's allowed me to understand where they're coming from. So I think sometimes when we're in a business negotiation, we always think about, okay, what do I want? What is a win for me? But I had learned from someone who is a very respectable attorney. He always considers things from the perspective of the other party. What do they want? What motivates them? And what's a win for them? Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important. When you're able to empathize with people, you can create more of a win-win situation versus I think a lot of times um, people have this notion about a zero-sum game. About that, like the whole sort of cultural aspect, because that's one, I mean, that's a huge thing of who you are is that you have, you know, vast experience of Asia, um, the US, Europe, like you're, it's made you a very multidimensional person. Mm. And as a result, you connect very easily with people of different cultures. And and I wonder also, like, is the founder spirit something that's culturally universal? For you, what do people with the founder spirit have in common? For me, they're fearless. They're not afraid. They're not afraid to fail. And I think one of the things that held me back at the beginning of my own entrepreneur journey is the fear of failure. But these people, they don't have the fixed mindset uh, that failure is final. But their mindset is such that, okay, I could learn from my failure and I'll do it better next time. 
And even if the situation seems somewhat impossible, well, guess what? I can find a solution. I can work around it. I think it's that for me is universal. Thanks, Jennifer. It's all really inspiring. Thanks, Ingrid. Thanks for doing this.